Hi folks, Cam Roberts here. Welcome to another podcast episode. Now on today's expert interviews, I have my very good friend, Brian Keane. Now Brian has owned many businesses nationally and overseas, first as a builder and then a developer in Africa and Perth, and then in the franchise sector for the last 35 years, helping business to grow by over 5 billion in that time. He passionately believes franchising offers one of the most exciting business models around for anyone looking to achieve rapid growth and real wealth. Brian Keane, welcome to the show. Thank you. Delighted to be here, Cam. Thanks for asking me along. I'm really, really privileged and I'm really looking forward to the conversation with your listeners. Excellent. Now, Brian, you and I have spoken on stages together. We've known each other for a little while, but for those that, you know, don't know you or have never seen you on LinkedIn or Facebook or anything like that, like, can you share us a little bit of a story about how you got to where you are today and how you help people? Sure. Uh, I moved on from the building industry in the early 80s when it became a, basically a devastation area. Interest rates yep. hit 23.5%. Hard to imagine today. Yeah. I went into, into franchising totally against my, 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 my instincts uh, because I was very suspicious of it, like a lot of people. But what I found is I took to it like a duck to water. So right. I had seven retail head sheds in five years wow. and then started a business with a business partner helping people recruit franchises. So I worked for Jim's Mowing and Donut King, Brumbies and so on. And in that period of time, uh, we actually expanded our office nationally. Uh, it's called the Franchise Alliance. And we uh, started six of our own franchise groups. A few years ago, we dissolved the partnership, we sold the business, we retired. I got bored to tears, had a house near the beach, and now Buckerheads, mid-coast North New South Wales. And my wife, she had a different career, but she'd retired. And, grandchildren down the road and we got bored <laughs> so I said what are we going to do and Prue said well what about franchising I said I've been doing it for a long time it doesn't excite me she said no no you complain that back in the day when Donut King got started and Jim's mowing it was fairly inexpensive yeah and straightforward today it really you know often it's, it's five figures to get into franchising right right yeah and she knows I believe that that is totally unnecessary and she okay said, and times have changed. Let's change the model, put it, up, put it up on its head and digitize it, make it a cloud-based consulting model where people can do it themselves. Right. And that was, how, that was how Franchise Simply was born. So it's a process where people can do it themselves, we can mentor them, or we can do it for them at a fraction of what it would normally cost. And that, that's it, aided with, as you'd expect, heaps of videos and podcasts yep. and webinars and so on and so on. Okay, so to, so to be super clear, if someone's got a, a solid business model, a proven business model, and it's one that can be franchisable, you'll actually, you know, do it with them, do it for them, or provide those solutions to franchise their business model. Is that correct? Absolutely, yep. 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 So we pride ourselves on being pretty flexible. We've handled things from, you know, businesses were starting as a franchise that were flying drones wow. years ago. Yeah, yeah. To people, uh, mobile foot care to... You know, to the traditional food, Italian restaurants, you name it. Yeah. So, you can franchise anything. So, wow. something else that people don't realise, actually. But it's a model that is just so durable and flexible. That's, that's very interesting, Brian. I'm going to put you on the spot. What's one of the most um, uncommon or odd franchises that you've helped someone start or you've seen? Oh, okay. Well, easy. Four years ago, a couple of guys came to us at an expo in, in, uh, in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, they, they saw crew, my wife and business partner and having a chat she said Brian's busy for the next hour but let me make an appointment and they came and sat down and they said Brian everybody tells us we're stupid I said oh okay tell me that sounds interesting he said we've registered a trademark national drones now 
Four years ago, take your nine back, it's surprising, drones were hardly heard of. That's right, yes. So these guys put it together over a period of three months. I worked with them, they came to a workshop, I mentored them, and in the March the following year, they launched in the Sydney Expo with the most fantastic stand, and a year and a half later, they had 19 franchises. Wow. They then got, they then got one of the large franchise groups put capital into the business, and they're now looking at being in probably 10 or 11 countries. So, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and that was something quite, everyone said you can't do it. That's yeah, true. right. Yeah. You know, so I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the sort of thing. Yeah. So, you, so you talk about like, you know, when people say, oh, you can't do it, you know, that's not the right business model or whatever. So what are some of the other myths around franchising that, that people commonly think? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good question because number one, people say it's very expensive. Right. Um, it can be, you know, buying a motor car can be very expensive. Yeah, right. Or getting, yep. getting a haircut. But if you, yep. if you look at it sensibly, um, uh, you can do it for quite a, a moderate figure. Yeah. And the other... The other thing about it is that when you do franchise, if you do it sensibly and strategize the way you do it, you're actually getting capital in very quickly. Each time you recruit a franchisee, yeah. I prefer the term recruit to sell, by the way, because okay. franchising is a partnership. Yeah. It's not like you're selling a car to somebody. A lot of people don't, don't realize that. It's a very, very different relationship. And that's why it's so successful with the people that do it properly. Yeah. So that's one big myth. Um, a lot of people say it doesn't work, franchising. And we can always quote examples of anything that doesn't work. Of course. Like yeah. Electric cars, you know, there are, yeah. there are donkeys out there that don't work. But done properly, uh, and the reason some people say it doesn't work is that they don't do it properly to start with. Right, the, yeah. The thing that people miss is getting the strategy. Right. Really important. Most businesses, when you franchise, they actually change their business model. On purpose, they change. They change. Try and just franchise their business as it is today. Yeah, yeah. If they try just to get, get some legal agreements done, uh, use whatever they've got at the moment as ops manuals, that's not going to cut it. Right. Um, yeah. So that, that's one aspect. And then the other reason it doesn't work is because they recruit the wrong people. Right. Um, yeah. You know, that makes sense. Whatever sort of whatever sort of business you've got, you know, you, when you recruit people, it's very easy to say, oh, "I love Harry. He's a lovely guy. We get on well." And a coffee, but is he the right person to fit the shoes of the job you've got in mind? Yeah. And often with franchising, people out of desperation will recruit a franchisee or sell a franchise to someone that basically is qualified financially, but not psychologically. Right. Yep. That's so good. Pers personality is very, very important. The other one is uh, legal agreements. Um, you can pay $5,000 for a franchise agreement. You can pay... 40,000 for a franchise agreement. And the reality is you need one that you can't drive a truck through. And unfortunately, right. the cheaper ones, they're not waterproof, not yep. time. Um, same with a lease, you know, it's no different to a property lease. You need one that's done by someone that really understands the industry. And unfortunately, you know, most lawyers will take on a franchise agreement. But if you wanted to have, if you've got a family law issue, you're not going to go to a corporate lawyer. Right, that's right. Yeah. Who specializes. So franchising yep. is the same. So if you do it sensibly and, and you stand on someone's shoulders, you know, why try and learn it from the start when you, there's lots of people with experience, you can pick their brains. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's like, you know, if, you, if you're going to play a game of sport, you're going to look at a good coach, you're going to look at a good team and say, how do they do it? How are they successful? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people go into it without really thinking about that. Um, <laughs> 
there's also the matter of disclosure documents. There's a, there's a huge myth saying that they are terrible, they're overbearing, that they're threatening, etc., etc. Actually, they're one of the best things that's ever happened to franchising. If you've got a disclosure document, people can see up front what's involved. And yeah. Actually, it reduces your risk because people can't come back and say you've misrepresented because if you've given the right information in the disclosure document, that actually protects your backside. Right. So does that create more transparency in the in the relationship and in the in the agreements? Absolutely. Look, you hit the key word there: transparency. Franchising is about transparency. About franchise right. saying, "Look, we've got this wrong," or "This is a program we're running. This is an advertising campaign. This didn't work." You know, pull their weight together. Yeah. So they got out of that relationship, which is like a cup of coffee relationship. You know, you sit down. How's things going, Jennifer? Blah blah blah. By the way, you know, something comes up. There's an issue. Right. Addressing. Yep. Yep. Now you I spoke mean, of, so, sorry buddy. No, I'm going to say people, people compare it with the marriage. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are some similarities. It, it, it's perhaps a, a convenient sort of uh, metaphor to use, but it is, you, you've got to work at the relationship. Only, only in a marriage you can only just have one though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be a multi. Wait, but, yeah. Yeah. If you live in Australia, you can't be a multi. <laughs> you can't have multiple wives. But no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, that's the other thing, sorry. But the, the other the other myth with franchising is that it limits your, your scope as a franchisee. There are people out there with 15 McDonald's. Now, right. Can you imagine those people have built up huge businesses. They are yeah. multi-millionaires. You know? um, so the, the potential is there to grow. Yeah, that's cool. Now, you spoke about um, franchising strategies and you also spoke about like legals and documents. But what are some of the um, you know really important franchising structures? I guess people need in place either before they franchise or during. Like, can you walk us through that process? Yeah, and that's a matter of going through in detail through a, a strategic franchise structure would be how I term it. So right. it's a sort of this part of a day, get the butcher's paper out, the flip charts, and just lay out a whole business on six or seven sheets of paper, and you'll find there's aspects of it that people haven't thought of yeah get that mapped out and what it does is makes the whole process more efficient and by doing that you can allocate the appropriate roles and and also simplify it the biggest thing with franchising to make it successful is simplify 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 yeah human beings Confucius said as human beings we tend to make life too complicated yeah it's true and we do it's almost like it's an ego thing you know um, it's like when people write operations manuals, they write hundreds and hundreds of pages to actually yeah. one video, one little PDF, yeah. subtitles, and you, you've knocked it on the head. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. You know, so it's that principle to, to, to apply. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, cool. And what, and what are some of the um, growth strategies, you know, for, for growing your business? Hmm. Um, before you even start franchising, like I, I would imagine, and I've never done it, but you've probably seen it hundreds of times. Like, what, what should someone's watching this now, you know, whether they're on LinkedIn or Facebook, they've got a business. What are some of the things that they've got to do right now before they start franchising their business? Well, get their management structure in place, you know. Um, it comes down to ownership and, and commitment. Right. It's really important that you've got, um, you, if you've got two, two partners or more in the business that they're all on the same, on the same journey. 
Yeah. Often see that isn't the case and there's uncertainty, so that's important. And then what you need is commitment. Um, I find very few people can franchise their business if they're a one-man operation. Okay, that's interesting. Why do you say well, that? Well, because the amount of work, you have got to spend time working on putting together operations manuals and so on. Right, right. People may say, I've, I've got ops manuals. That's only, mind you, one in five. Yeah. What they have is almost certainly not adequate because yep. your ops manuals will become your training program. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so getting those done in the right media online. So we created a cloud-based operations manual system rather like zero in principle, yep. if you like. Okay, cool. Access it remotely because a lot of people use, you know, you may use Google Sites or use, you know, you may use soft copy, um, whatever it might be, Dropbox. They have limitations for security, yeah, flexibility. So that, that's important to get those right. Then you look at structures. One thing that people tend to do is say, "Well, I'm in Perth. I've got somebody in Brisbane who said they're interested." Fantastic. The reality is that's the, that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make. Because you're right. going to drive yourself mad flying backwards and forwards across the country. So yeah. it's what it's what I call the Olympic rings principle. I open up several close to you. You can drive around in the car. Yeah, that's good. Everybody in a day. Yeah, that's good. Because because you can tune it. Yeah, know, having your hands on, and yeah. then you can start to move into state. When you start to move into state, you've got some options. You can use regional franchisors where you actually give people in, say, Victoria you may get a franchisor who takes over a lot of your role. Yeah. So they may do the recruiting of franchisees. They may do the training. You may hang on to elements of those, but it's so that you're leveraging because franchising very simply is the best leverage tool you've ever seen. Right. Yep. If, if, if you're right. Yeah. But, uh, people in business have a habit of not wanting to let go. Yeah. Right. So it's a control thing. Exactly, that's the word. As yeah. IDs, you know, they, they just, they won't let go. They don't trust anybody else. Um, sorry, if you can't do that, then I think you're on the wrong journey. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, now, you spoke about, you know, what you said, one of the biggest mistakes people make is, you know, uh, not, not staying local where they can contact the, you know, the, the franchisees that they're putting in place. What are, what are one or two other big mistakes that you see that are commonly made as people start franchising or even before they start franchising? Okay. Um, I suppose if we look at before they start franchising is probably getting out there and promoting the franchise and, and publicising what their franchise fees and levies and so right. on are going to be. Yeah. Because they're gonna, when they start to work through the process and do some serious budgeting, I guarantee there'll be things they discover that they hadn't allowed for either yep. their expenses or revenue items, so they would change. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and um, and the other one is probably putting on family can be a big problem. Okay, that's interesting. Exclusively, yeah. You know, family have an expectation. Oh, I can take the weekend off. At right. Yeah, I get, me. I get it. Yep. Yep. We're having Christmas away this year. You know, yeah. You can after business for us, that sort of thing. So that, yeah. that's something you need to be very very cautious about. Um, and um, I suppose the, the other thing is really not being very careful in selecting the right sort of people. You need the right people around you, the right sort of accountant, the right sort of lawyer, people who don't tell you what to do, but understand the coalface. And very yeah. few accountants, business advisors, or lawyers really, or even coaches necessarily understand the fundamentals of, of business. Yeah, that's right. That's so true. They come yep. from a theoretical point of view. And yep. 
that that's not a lot of help. So you need, no. I think you literally need a board of yeah. people that you can sound off. Yeah, but board of advisors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't need to have them there all the time, but just you get together once a month or once every quarter. Yeah, it keeps it keeps you accountable because uh, if you're not accountable. We all know what happens. It's a bit yeah. like going, going to the gym or staying on a diet or whatever it might be. That's right. It doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. You've got someone there on your back. You're going to be more committed to it. And like, you know, yeah. when you think about it, I always say to people, when you think about Olympic athletes, like if you're the best in the world, because, you know, many people who know my story know I used to be a, a high performance swimming coach. Like if you're the best swimmer in the world, guess what? You're still going to have a coach and you're the best in the world. You're still going to have a coach right yeah. so even the best in the world still need the coach to fine-tune them tweak them keep them accountable as you said so that's a really good piece of advice now I want to just change gears and flip a little bit because you spoke about the biggest mistakes that people are you know make or you see but what about the other side of that what are some of the positive trends and exciting things that that you see happening over the next five or ten years for franchising Oh, look, it's opening up to more and more opportunities for different for different sorts of businesses, particularly yep. with all the software platforms that are right. available. So, you know, 80% of the businesses out there today, of whatever background, um, really aren't up to date with the way they can be simplifying the business using all of the apps that are out there, all the platforms. Yep. So that's, that's, that's a huge opportunity. And a lot, of, a lot of franchise groups, a lot of businesses have been old in the, been old in the limb these days. They've been around for a long time. There's huge opportunities to get into these spaces and come up with a business that just does it better. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, um, because other people, are, they grow tired, they grow complacent. Um, so getting your business tuned. And it doesn't have to be something different. People say, oh, well, there's already, you know, pizza shops out there. I, I franchise a couple of pizza shops every year and invariably oh, really? they go very well. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. Because there are pizza shops that are basically falling off, you know, they're yeah. not performing well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it's this process of, of simplifying. And the, the, one of the biggest things, John O'Brien from Poolworks is someone I've interviewed several times on my podcast. And one of the things he says is, you know, Brian, he said, in the last 10 years, I don't think I've had an original idea. Yeah. It's my franchisees, and he's got 400 of them, they come to me with all these ideas. Yeah, that's good. We'll trial them with a small group of people. Yep. And if it works, we put it out into the market. So what you've got, instead of having himself and maybe his GM coming up with business ideas. Exactly. Going, he's got 402. Yeah, he's got, like an, he's got like an army, hasn't he? You imagine the power of that? And he's yeah. very, very astute in bringing them together and tapping into that. Yeah, that's gold. That's good. He, he's the guy that first came up with the term, at least in Australia, of franchise partners. Yeah. It, it's just a more inclusive term. And I think it's very important, particularly these days, we're all very conscious of language. Yeah. Um, and the franchise partner, you know, expresses far more the relationship. It's yeah. not us and them, it's a we. Yeah, that's gold. That's really good. That's important, yeah. And the other thing is understanding the psychology. You know, when people start a relationship after a period of time, they say, oh, they're not putting the laundry away and they're not putting the washing in the laundry and not putting the, filling the dishwasher up. The relationship starts to, people start to ask a few questions. Is it quite as bright and rosy as we thought? The businesses are the same. Yeah. Someone joins a franchise and they say the franchise all walks on water. After three months, they're saying, oh, I'm paying all these fees. 
they're all getting for it. And they're forgetting what they're buying is a business system. That's right, systems. Yeah. A failure if they tried it on their own. Yeah, and that's right. So, so you've got to take people through that. It's a bit like buyer's remorse. It's always going to happen. So I always say to the people I work with, prepare your new franchisees. Yeah. In three months' time, they're going to start to feel a bit disillusioned and disappointed. You need to be with them. Prepare them for that. Nurture them through it and get it up. So they start off with a with a you situation. It becomes a me. You've got to get them back up there to the midline where it's a we. Yeah, right. Realise just like a relationship. You know, it, you have your ups and downs. That's nature. Yeah. But if you've got the same objective, you've got a motivation, a reason to say, okay, let's we'll, we'll give a bit on here, get a bit there, let's find a balance. Yeah, that's goal. That's really good, Brian. Hey, buddy, we're almost out of time, but for those folks that are either watching this video or they're listening on the podcast show, how can they get in touch with you or, you know, what do you want to share with them next? Okay, well, I've written a book and it's available currently on the website for free. It's called How to Franchise My Business Simply. Yeah. Um, if they go to my website, franchisesimply.com.au, uh, they'll see it pop up. They're well, welcome to order a copy. They'll get an e-copy and I'll mail them a hard copy. Nice. Um, Very good. So that's one thing. And then we have periodic, we have a lot of educational material, um, you know, podcasts like yourself, um, and from time to time workshops. We do strategic planning sessions with people and that sort of thing. So it's a bit of a learning curve. I'm happy to spend a bit of time chatting to anybody, um, just have a free consultation to assess whether their business is franchisable or not. Okay, great. And if, if they want one of those free consults, they go to your website again? They can book it on the website, franchise simply. Excellent. Well, buddy, Brian Keane, thank you very much again for being on the podcast show. I really appreciate your time and effort and expertise. And I look forward to talking to you again really soon. Indeed. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks for the opportunity. And thank you, everybody. Look forward to talking to some of you again in the future.